sit and listen to the dulcet tones of Tony Orlando. You enjoy Tony Orlando. Welcome back to These Amazing Places Podcast. This is show number 97 for the week of March 1st, 2010. Welcome to the almost springtime. This is Adam and here's Doug. We're stuck in a winter nightmare. <laughs> we are, hopefully. Well, I think most of the country uh, is still kind of... Ask the people in New York right now. I think we just got like another true. 18 to 20 inches yesterday. Yeah, yes. and it finally started snowing over there in Vancouver with the Olympics. So. Yeah, last time I heard they had a snow drift in New York over top of the Empire State Building. So. <laughs> wow. It's like that one movie, uh, Day After Tomorrow, where yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. wondrous. Yeah, I never All right. Anyway. All right. I'm off topic already. <laughs> right, I got contact information, everybody. Uh, and here we go. Let's see. Voicemail. 641-715-3900. And it's nice that recently I got a voicemail from Adam. <laughs> so, I had to check it to make sure it was yeah. still working. <laughs> anyway, um, that is extension 53056. I'm glad you can remember that, Adam. Yeah. And uh, let's see. You can also get a hold of us through podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. You can follow along with us on Twitter and uh, and give us some good information. Tell us what you're doing, what you're planning on doing, and how you're going to get there. And how you're going to save money. So maybe we can save some too. Uh, you can also uh, join us on in our group on uh, Flickr. And uh, load some pictures in there and uh, show us what you're doing and how you're doing it. Well, within reason, on vacation. And, um, and uh, show us your mad skills with the camera. Since, uh, well, I don't have any. Adam's a pretty good photographer, but I'm not very good. So, anyway, I point and shoot while I'm still running. Yeah. So, that's what my wife always says anyway. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, you can also uh, go to our website and uh, fill out some information there on our contact page. And uh, just uh, kind of just stay in contact with us there and let us know what you're up to. It's always nice to hear from people just so that we know you're all alive and well out there. And let's see here. Also, you can follow us on uh, YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel, and uh, you can go there. You can uh, check out a lot of the videos and stuff that we have that we don't always feature on our video page on our website. And uh, and there's a lot of ex extra content out there. Also, and we don't mention it all the time, if you haven't, subscribe to us on iTunes. And when you do, and you've, if you've already listened to us, or if this is your first time out, listen to us and give us a review. And I think that's it. Okay, on this week, this week marks the beginning of Disney's Hibcot Flower and Garden Festival, and Doug was there last year to catch the tail end of it. We thought we would discuss a little bit more about it because we haven't talked about all the special events that are in Disney World, and so this gives you a little bit of feel of what's going on with the Flower and Garden Festival if you don't get a chance to make it. So stick with us. We do have some audio this week. Uh, we'll share that a little bit, and it'll be fun. Okay, so now we're going to start 
just we wanted to talk about a few things before we finished with started with our segment on flower and garden and a and there are, these are miscellaneous they're not necessarily travel section things but they do have to do with Disney. So before let's start with Doug. He's got extra magic hours for the month of March in Epcot for Epcot only. And he's right. gonna talk tell you about this. Okay, let's see here. I'm just gonna give you the days that they're actually yeah there are extra magic hours in the times in Epcot only. So on March the second they're 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, let's jump through here. Uh, okay, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. on March the fifth and. Uh, okay, uh, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on March the 9th. 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. on March the 12th. And 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on March the 16th. I'm just scrolling through here. That's why it's taking a second. Okay, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. Uh, on March the 19th. And 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the 23rd of March. And 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. on the 26th of March. And on the 28th of March, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. on March the 30th. And that's it for the month of March. Okay, sounds like they're staying pretty consistent with what they normally do, which is usually at least one morning and one evening you know throughout else, the week. You something else, and maybe they've done this, and I just don't remember seeing this last year when I went, that it seems like they're doubling up. They have extra magic hours in two parks on the same day. And really? Last year, a lot of times, yeah. Like on what a lot of these, it? for instance, March the 31st, they have uh, extra magic hours, uh, let's see here, from 8.30 to 11.30 at uh, Hollywood Studios and 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. at uh, Animal Kingdom. Yeah, they do okay, that. Okay, they've always done that, but yeah. But okay. they don't do the evenings at the same okay. time. Okay. It's always one park has a morning, extra magic hours, and another park has the evening. Okay. It's always like that. All right. And there are some days where there's no extra magic hours in the evening or something like that. To occasionally do that. Well, a lot of times, so. I mean, I go through this list, though, and almost every day, they really add it to this extra magic hours, because almost every day they have them in the evening. Yeah, there is, yeah, there are times. On the weekends, it seems like, uh, yeah, they're still doing them in the evenings and mornings. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, when you arrive, everyone who's been to Disney knows that when you arrive, they give you this weekly schedule, and it tells you those those dates and times anyway, so you can help plan your day. What the good thing about it is knowing ahead of time before you plan your day, because a lot of times when we went, we would base our extra magic hours and reservations off those parks. Yeah, especially and if you're buying the single, the base ticket. Exactly, because you can avoid those parks that are probably going to be packed. And you maximize so. your time. Exactly, too. I mean, which works fantastic. And so anyway, that's something, obviously, if you're not... Yeah, you can listen to it now and what Doug said, but uh, it helps to look up that information, too, in those two different stages when you're going to Disney. Okay, uh, something I found out this week, unless you have something more, you can go on to it. Okay, Uh, first off, my in-laws were just there in Disney World. They actually took a trip down to Florida and just relaxed. They went over to... uh, They didn't go to Siesta Key this last time, but they went to... uh, I forget where it was. Anyway, they just hang out, and, and they only went to Disney for one day. They wanted to go. Since last year, we took them to Epcot for the birthday thing and used that on my father-in-law's birthday. But they, did, they didn't They did do the give-a-day-get-over-day. They just decided to pay a one-day one ticket and go into Hollywood Studios. Anyway, all I say is that was the President's Weekend uh, and President's Week. President's Day weekend? Yeah, week. it was. they went on Wednesday after President's Day, and it was packed to the max. He said the park was crazy. I was looking up extra magic hour, or not extra magic hours, but fast passes while they were in the parks to kind of give them some heads up 
And again, Toy Story was gone by 11.30 a.m. So Fast that pass. really hasn't changed hardly at all. Well, it, just in regard to how packed the, pack, the parks were. So I didn't know that that week was really necessarily pretty crazy, but it, apparently it was something to do with Mardi Gras and I don't know, and, and kids were off school, so it was a little packed there. So I don't know if that helps with planning in the future if you're going to go in February. Uh, we love going in February. It was very comfortable. And uh, anyway, that's something to keep in mind if you're thinking about going to Disney World anytime in the future. Also, something more along the news lines that I had heard on another podcast that I thought, wow, that's pretty intriguing. Um, over in Rock and Roller Coaster at Hollywood Studios, there is a little arch that enters into the little plaza where Rock and Roller Coaster is. You know, it's got the flying limousine above you. Right there at that part, um, for about a three-day ta- three period, they were doing this testing with uh, its fast pass and line waiting. And basically what they were doing is they were, when you first entered that little archway, that's when you got like this little token thing. It's kind of like a fast pass that may have said like 9B on it or something like that. And you just didn't have to get in line in the attraction. All you had to do was just kind of wait around in the little area there. They had a a DJ doing some music. They had different activities that you could just kind of wander around and look at. And then every once in a while, every five minutes or so, the DJ would announce, all right, everybody with the ticket that has 9B on it, Go ahead and go on in, and you're ready to ride the attraction. And so when your ticket was called, literally, hardly any wait. Go in line, get in line, you're on the attraction right away. And there it is. And uh, apparently, from what I heard from this podcast, there was a ton of Imagineers and people there kind of getting guest surveys and getting things like that. And they speculated that, well, maybe this is something that maybe they might implement at Rock and Roller Coaster, but they also are probably most likely going to implement it with the new Fantasyland attractions, with the, especially with Dumbo. Because Dumbo's new facade and everything that they're creating for the future plans of Disney is that kind of a thing, where you walk in this tent, it's like a circus atmosphere, there's jugglers and different things you can do. But again, Dumbo's like one of the most popular rides and you're gonna have to wait in line forever. So to, to keep the line from just being a long time to wait, you just got this little token thing, and you now, how can much was have the fun. time though? How much time elapsed between the time when they got the token? They didn't say. I mean, because you just kind of having to stand around and stand in that area where you can hear the guy. Yeah. Every well, I mean, you could kill an hour just kind of wandering. It's true, but I'm imagining that that's probably one of the things that they were asking for surveys, and I don't know the specifics on it. Okay. But I would imagine that they would have the front when you first walk into walk into the archway, then the time right and right. Right. right up there. Okay. So that way you would at least know, hey, I got to kill an hour in here. I might as well do it with a DJ. Because obviously if it's an hour, hour and a half, and you you don't want to wait around that long to do stuff, you may just end up not riding a ride at all and come back later in the right. day or something like that. So anyway. Right, which is what a lot of people do with fast passes, mm-hmm. the way they are now. So, Okay. okay. So now let's head on to the Flower and Garden out of Epcot. Doug, you got tons of notes, and I guess you're just going to go through them, and eventually we'll play some audio, and and you're yawning, so you yeah. must be pretty tired. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> too much work lately, man. Just too much work, not enough sleep. Okay, this is the 17th annual 
uh, Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. 17 years, man. That's Yay. amazing, I think. Yeah, that's, that's a long time. Pretty I mean, incredible. Really. One. Okay, the dates on this actually have been moved up last year. It didn't start until March 17th. And wow. this year it's starting on March the 3rd, which is really early. I guess when we're living here within the midst, that's, what, a week away? Not even a week away or so from where we are. I don't know. Sometime around there. Wednesday. But, yeah, and Wednesday of I this mean, week, dude, we, we, everybody across the country has a lot of snow on the ground right now, and so I'm looking out thinking, <laughs> flower and garden. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, the dates are uh, March the third through May the sixteenth, and uh, and so and yeah, it kind of gives you an extra a little bit of time there to be able to make it to the show. I also read a few things from some of the uh, gardeners and stuff within Epcot that said it was really nice to have some extra time. Uh, gave them uh, the ability to plant some extra things and get them out there a little sooner so that people could enjoy them. Now let's just hope that they don't get some hard freeze yeah. within the parks. But Hopefully not. I, they must be pretty confident. Plus, I'm sure they have some pretty oh. massive heaters and stuff like that. To oh, I'm sure they on. got a backup plan. The whole greenhouses in the back lot and stuff, right. I'm sure they've got stuff to replace throughout okay the time, so what so. we're going to do is i'm just going to start off by taking you through the turnstiles into the park and i'm going to tell you some of the new things that you're going to see in case you have been there before and uh if you haven't then these are everything's going to be new to you so we'll give you a kind of maybe a, a little bit of a uh, description of what you're going to see when you head into the parks and some of the things that that uh, are going to take place around you and some of the things that you can plan on maybe wanting to do while you're there so the first thing that you're going to see when you go through the turnstiles is there's a, uh, well, I'll just read some of this. Donald Duck and his topiary pals set up camp in a full floral color to celebrate the great outdoors at the Epcot front entrance. And so basically there you're going to, it's going to have a North American theme, North, North American theme to it. Uh, live waterfall, pond, features Goofy and a fly fishing misadventure, Daisy Duck roasting marshmallows over a campfire, and Pluto in his pup tent. And the reason why I brought this one up is because they say it's going to be a great photo op. So as soon as you get through the turnstiles, you're going to see a lot of people, of course, wanting to stop and get the oh, picture. Yeah. So you may even keep that in mind to come back later while the sun's still up and everything and, and plus, uh, get your pictures. Plus Spaceship Earth is right there. So you know that's a great photo op to get those things. And now, I'm sure you know, I guess I should throw this in there too, though. A topiary. A lot of people may not even know what that is. Yeah. Topiary basically can be any kind of floral arrangement. Uh, that can be bent, shaped, cut, twisted, whatever, into, and it's grown. It takes time to do this in many ways. Um, it can be grown or it can be created uh, into the shape of something. So as you heard, you have some that are made up as goofy. Some of, well, you'll see some pictures on our website mm -hmm. of Lumiere, some different things from Beauty and the Beast and many of Cinderella, things like that. As you go through the park, you're going to see these are live plants that look, I mean, they do many different little things to them. And uh, to color them even, everything's done pretty much naturally. It's not like they're taking spray paint out there and mm -hmm. spray painting their plants. I was going to say, maybe we should talk just a smidge about it. You've created, well, you've tried to create some different things because you, your profession is based off yeah. gardening and landscaping and lawns. But um, I saw something where if you've never seen any of these topiaries, well, first of all, it's on our Flickr from last year when you guys went. You took some photos. Right. But, yeah, you, there, while most of it is not artificial color, it actually is real plants and, and stuff. For example, I remember them showing that, like, Goofy's face was made up of, like, five different plants. And, and some of the darker colors were actually... It was actually dead plants, but it was like moss. Yeah, they, but it was like a browner. Or then they ground some of the flowers mm -hmm. that are like white to create like almost a powdery effect, mm -hmm. and they can they can then apply that to they, make 
whatever, white for the hat or whatever. Yeah, and over time, it's created just this immaculate topiary that's just incredible, and it's and it's just amazing to see. Yeah, it's not as artificial as you think it is. When you think a topiary, you think, oh, they just molded it this way and whatever. But it all starts out with somebody fabricating a steel or whatever structure to hang the plants in. And then over time, they make it so that when the plants have grown to their full growth and size, they actually look life-size and what size that they wanted them to begin with. And so it's just an amazing amount of effort put forward by Disney. Don't they do? They do backups to these. So if you see a Cinderella, mm-hmm. there are several Cinderellas. Well, I'm sure. A couple more at least. Because if, if Cinderella's hair starts to deteriorate or it, we, they get to a frozen And they can take know, them in and refresh the ones even that they've got and then mm-hmm. put them back out so you get a rotation. Yeah. But the amount of work, I mean, is amazing. And I think I read quickly somewhere that they have to, up to a million plants that they actually I'm plant sure. for this. And in many of the pictures you'll see, I mean, there are large banks I'm trying really to hear to speak to the people I haven't been there, mm-hmm. but there are large banks uh, above the water areas and stuff that are nothing but just plants. Yeah. And so if any of you have ever done any kind of gardening around your house or taking care of the simple flower beds and stuff around your house, and you look at the immensity of these, and you think that they have 600 employees that do all this, and, and it's amazing. I think they're full time too, or oh, yeah. some of them are full time all year round, 24 yeah. or whatever. 12 months out of the year, they're working on just this. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Um, also, the transformation overnight. It's almost an overnight transformation, just like when they do holidays in the parks. It's almost like an overnight thing. You you were there one night, you leave, you come back the next day, and it's amazing how— Just the mass yeah. of just the amount of plants with the size mm-hmm. of some of the things. Discovery—what no, was DIY, right? Yeah. Last year, and they'll have another exhibit this year. They had one last year. They did a show on it, and, of course, we went and took pictures of it. You'll see a screen that says something in one of our— uh, Flickr pictures about DIY, and that was kind of the setup yeah. to their thing for the show that they did last year. They usually have an exhibit there, and so uh, so you, you'll get a chance to see that. But they'll go through a lot of techniques and stuff to planning. But we'll get into some of that a little bit later, even. So anyway, all right. So okay, we've so gone I'm through the jump entrance. Through some of the topiaries that you'll mm-hmm. see, and the worlds within the park that you'll see them. First one is in Future World, and you'll see the Lion King and Stitch topiaries there. In World Showcase, you're going to see Mickey and Minnie. Peter Pan, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and Tricky Troll. I guess I'm not sure what Tricky Troll is. I don't know what Tricky Troll is. Okay, I just put it down. All right, and so that's basically the topiaries. Now, obviously, those are going to be in addition to the ones that I just described to you Mm -hmm. uh, when you come in through the turnstile. And they always pop some others in there. I'm sure that you're going to see several things to the Beauty and the Beast, things like that. So and those could be spread out throughout the park. And we have kind of yeah. how they were last year. On our pictures, yeah, I, you know, you those. got the teapot and you got the there mirror and all those from yep. Beauty and the Beast and stuff. So okay, so now I'm just going to jump straight into uh, featured festivities and things that are going to be going on in the park. And uh, a lot of these that I'm going to give you, most of these that I'm going to give you, are not paid events basically. So what happens is when you pay to get into the park. You have your pass. You're you go there. into the park. You're there. You cool. see them. It's not going to cost you anything extra. But I will announce one thing here that they are doing uh, that I thought was kind of cool. I'll announce it here in a little bit. Um, that does cost some extra money on top of your admission. But if you have the money, uh, it would be kind of a cool thing to do. We'll get into that, though, in a little bit. First of all, uh, they have always had a, uh, a butterfly house, basically, uh, area there that you can go into. Um, before it was... I don't know. It was somewhat large. I think it was over in the uh, uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion, over in that area. Oh, yeah. There was a, a building set up there. Well, they're going to expand that for this year. 
uh, I believe before it might have been maybe 1,000 square foot, maybe 1,100. Now they're expanding it to 3,500 square foot. It will be in Future World West. This is really awesome when you go in there because basically there are butterflies. It's called Bambi's Butterfly House, and you have butterflies everywhere. Hmm. Just kind of in their natural habitat doing the things that they do. So whether you're an adult or whether you're a child, uh, you really be amazed when you go in and you see see just how it's set up and uh, you see the butterflies just flying all around you so mm -hmm. kids will kids will love that uh, let's see here special gardens events and children's play areas throughout the park offer uh, more reasons to visit the 17th annual festival uh, so let's see here I'm gonna give you some of those new victory garden uh, it's Disney's uh, fab five topiary pals Mi Mickey Minnie Donald Pluto and Goofy and basically they're just gardening so you'll be able to see that uh, newly expanded Pixie Hollow Fairy Garden. This one I'm going to touch on a little bit more here. Uh, I'm just going to read through this description I've got. Colorful topiaries of Tinkerbell and Friends from Walt Disney Pictures' latest DVD release, Tinkerbell. And The Lost Treasure, uh, Tinkerbell and The Lost Treasure, will sprinkle pixie dust over this playful expanded garden for kids. New characters on display with returning fairy favorites are fast-flying sharp-tongued uh, Vidya and charming Terrence, dispenser of pixie dust. Tinkerbell's Nook has hands-on activities. This is the reason why I kind of wanted to get into this. Gives the kids something to do. Hands-on activities uh, in a synergistic turn. The Lost Treasure DVD includes a bonus feature on the making of the fairy garden. That's wow. the reason why I wanted to get in. So anybody who's got the DVD and you've maybe seen it, or a lot of times people never check out the extra features. Oh, yeah. There. So you might want to go back and check that out, and you'll get a chance to see ahead of time what the uh, garden's going to look like before you've even uh, gone to the park. Cool. So, okay. Um, first ever American Gothic Mickey Mouse. This is kind of going into the, what is it they call him, Extreme Mickey? That they're supposed to kind I don't of know. be redesigning. It's like a Not new Mickey marketing altogether, thing. but they're kind of kind of stretches character out there a little bit. So you have a first ever American Gothic Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. Uh, let's see. They pull topiary experts pull out all the stops to create an American Gothic Mickey and Minnie topiary scene based on the 1930 Grant Wood painting. Okay, that'll be in the Showcase Plaza. Uh, this one I thought was kind of cool. Pirates Adventure Zone. Peter Pan, Captain Hook, and Croc topiaries. We're lure young swashbucklers to this interactive space designed for exploration and adventure, and that'll be next to the Germany Pavilion. I could, I'm could, i almost sure that they had that one there Okay. when I was there last year. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, throughout the festival, more than 70 topiaries plus sweeping floral beds and exhibits will decorate the park and landscape showcase. Um, anyway, I know that they're, they talk here a little bit about uh, a fragrance garden in the France Pavilion, and it'll tell the love story of plants and perfume. Uh, there is also some place in here, uh, I think it might be in this area, where they're actually giving out samples of a certain kind of perfume. And so if you get there, I'm sure it's going to be limited, but you'll be able to uh, get your hands on some of those. Hmm. Yeah, Not men, but I'm sure women. Uh, anyway, uh, paid event. This is the one I'm going to get to. It's called a New Garden Town Breakfast. It's on March the 21st, April 18th, and March 16th, uh, May 16th. From 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And it says here, enjoy a welcome breakfast prepared by our chefs that will include a special selection of fresh ingredients from our own land, from our own land pavilion Aye. while having the opportunity to learn more, uh, to learn some garden and culinary techniques from professional horticulturists and chefs. It's $60 per person plus tax, and then gratuity is included in that. 
but you must uh, have a theme park admission. And if you're interested in that, you call 407-WDW-FEST for reservations. That sounds pretty cool. That's that's the reason yeah. why I threw that in there. They the have some thing. other paid events, too, I think, to where you can, yeah. you can go behind the scenes and learn certain gardening techniques and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. But then there are a lot of free also well we've talked about the tours before where you right. can go behind scenes and like a epcot the land and walk around and they'll show you different stuff of their hydrophonics techniques and stuff right. but this is interesting that it's only three days i'm thinking wow i wonder maybe it's not that popular and people well, don't either pay that for it, or so. it's 60 bucks maybe they're testing the waters yeah that's to true see right now i mean is it going to catch on if it does well in tight in a tight economy, if it does well, yeah. then maybe it'll go to five days next year, hmm. or who knows, a week. That seems very interesting and very fun. I thought it sounded I mean, like fun, just yeah. to kind of get ready to kick back and eat some breakfast. And, yeah, I mean, it's, I whatever I thought. Especially if you if you're going a lot of a lot of the days, and your ticket price is not necessarily the normal standard sixty bucks or seventy bucks per day for ticket, and you bought a big ticket that gets you multiple days, and you're only paying twenty dollars a day. I mean. 60 bucks. Yeah, it's a little steep, but it's close to the, you know, Christmas party cost and the Halloween party cost. But again, this gives you a little bit more into it and I don't know. It's and plus you get food. I, I so the yeah. next thing too that they could plan on. A lot of people maybe have already planned to be there. And so their tickets are already paid for. So all they're going to do now is you're talking about adding an extra 60 bucks mm -hmm. that maybe you can come up with and then you get to go and eat breakfast and do all that. Yeah. So it's an extra $60 under what you maybe have already paid for months ago. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Now I've got some of the events that oh. we just talked about a little this bit. This new one so, looks interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. We're just going to jump through some of these. These are free events that go on within the parks. Uh, the first one is the making of the Flower and Garden Festival. Every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. all day long. That kind of surprised me. Get a behind-the-scenes look at how Disney's Horticultural brings the festival to life. I thought that was pretty cool. That's free. You free. don't have to pay? Yeah, I think all of these are free. Huh. Uh, Disney Gardening at Home presentation. Disney Horticulturists will share gardening tips and lead guests in a hands-on take-home activity. Pretty cool, once again. Mm -hmm. these are A lot of these are easier if you don't have kids with you. So well, I bet some of them are geared towards kids. Right. Though. I mean, well, yeah, some Disney. of them are, especially if you're doing so. a hands-on take-home activity. I mean, yeah. kids love that. Oh They'd yeah. Involved. Okay, the Great American Gardener series. Gardening celebrities and authors from across the country will reveal their gardening secrets. Opening weekend, Robert Bowden, author and director of Lush Harry P. Lou Gardens in Orlando, kicks off the series. And a lot of times, if you buy the book there, of course you're going to get it autographed. And yeah. And I've heard some of these are great as far as getting uh, good information out of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, the Garden Town Festival. Guests can shop for festival merchandise, attend speaker presentations and demonstrations, and ask gardening questions of the experts. And then special festival celebrations. An art in the garden celebration of plain air artists in, that's plain, P-L-E-I-N, our air artists, and is scheduled. It's March the 26th through 28th. A Florida Farmer's Market Celebration. I thought this was cool. It's really great, too, because you talk about getting the local community yeah, involved. Exactly. Uh, that celebration is from April 23rd to the 25th. And the popular one, Dig, popular, is it one or high? Dig Bugs event is set for April 30th through May the 2nd. That's probably a good one for kids, uh, boys. Girls might be a little freaked out there. <laughs> All right. So that handles, uh, that actually goes to a lot of the free events that you can do, mm -hmm. uh, that you can stay busy with. On top of, you know, you always have the same attractions. It's not like they've 
shut the parks down as far as attractions mm -hmm. go. Before you continue, I want to ask you a question. This is more related to, okay, yeah, you've pretty much said a lot of what the merchant, not merchandise, but the marketing material saying. Let's take it down to a personal level from you perspective. What would make someone go to Disney around this time when they normally go at, in the summer, you know, or something like that? I'll give you one. This came out of a All book, right. but I would have learned this if I was in the park. If I'm gardening and I like to do that kind of stuff, uh -huh. they give you some cool ideas on things. If you're truly interested in it, they're going to give you some cool ideas on simple things that you can do that, uh, that will make your garden or whatever you're doing stand apart. And I'll just give you one of those. And this came out of one of the books, and you know what it is. The floating gardens. Oh, yeah. It's this very simple way to build them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, literally, it's simple. You build a, uh, you get basically styrofoam or styrofoam that'll hold up. Polystyrene is what it's called. You can get it at Lowe's. It's a good insulator that they use on a lot of houses. Mm -hmm. You cut circles out of that, basically a circle uh, with the inner and outer diameter. So you're making like a donut. Mm -hmm. Okay, you make a certain amount of those. You stack them up. You put a bottom into them, you put dirt in there, you can plant garden, uh, flowers into those with wicking material. And if you don't want to use wicking material, I found out, it'll still hang in there pretty good. Okay. But you can float that out if you've got a water pond, if you've got anything like that within your area. The gardens float out there. They're flowers basically floating on the water. You've seen it. It works great. Yeah. And so I'm glad you talked about it. I didn't know you were going to say it. We have a photo of it in, yeah. in Disney of those floating gardens. But everybody, this really does yeah. work. I've done mm -hmm. it, so it's not like something I just saw there. I've done it now two or three years, two years, yeah. and it works. It's yeah. very easy, and it works. So Yeah, you do need, in fact, where you put it, I think the water is, what, two or three feet deep, yeah. which is fine. I think it'll probably survive yeah, in a one-foot yeah, deep if it's thing. Five so. inches. Mm -hmm. It'll float in five inches, so it doesn't matter. So if um, you've got any water near you, or even if you have, I would imagine, even a little landscaped pond or something in the front of your landscaped house or something, yeah, you, you might, you could do it there. And, right. and they, you can really cater it to the size you want, right? You don't have to make it oh, as no. big as yeah, what Disney makes it. You can make it tiny it. if you mm -hmm. want. I mean, you can yeah. put one flower or tulip in the middle of it if you wow. want. And so, yeah, you could do that. That's just a little bit, though. I mean, they do a oh, lot yeah. of stuff like that. I'm sure. And so I'm, and plus, you know, they do sell gardening tools and stuff like that there. Yeah. Of course, it's going to be more expensive. And so if you're picky, you can find things, though, that, uh, first of all, they'll make you remember the event mm -hmm. every time you get that tool out to use it. Second, um, uh, it'll help you to uh, kind of find some unique things there. And you're going to see a lot of times firsthand how they're used. But they'll give you also tons of ideas on... Uh, uh, accentuating the gardens you've already got mm -hmm. around your house, uh, maybe planting things in better arrangements, stuff like that. You can get, take notes. You can get tons of information yeah. just by being being there and listen to some of the uh, some of the, the authors and some of the just everyday people that work within the park speak. Yeah, there's a couple more things I was thinking of. Uh, Disney has been famous for this for a long time, way before it became a popularized thing, and that was you know how going green. Everybody's talking about going green now and fuel. You know, how can I make my fuel consumption less, and how can I do certain things with my water around my house? Disney's created that for a long time, and they control their water supplies. They recycle everything. Disney has a plant too in Utah where they're working on really power. Oh, that's kind of electricity cool. from uh -huh. from garbage. Wow. Whether it's plant material, compost, mm -hmm. garbage, whatever. So. Well, I, I know that one of the sessions last year was them. It was a 100% green garden area, and they taught you how to create those garden areas at, back at your home. And so, not only does this become a place where you can 
go. Obviously, Disney is a place to vacation and have fun attractions, but the Flower and Garden Festival specifically is, okay, well, yeah, you can look at all the topiaries and all the fun things that are there, not during the regular year, but also learn about these things that apply to your life. So it becomes much more than an in-park one-time vacation experience. It becomes a, oh, now I can go home, do these things. It's number one, it becomes more fun. Maybe you're not into that kind of stuff and you're just like, eh, but you see the the inspiration that you see, it just is like, wow, it makes me want to go do it at home. And then it just, obviously it makes it more um, efficient. Things are more efficient. Your water is not being, you're not spending money watering your plants. You're letting the rain do it. You're right. recycling, different things like that that help, I don't know, just Well, that is be a more great thing about some of the, great. the people, presenta- the presentations and stuff that you'll see there and the presenters. Mm. They are kind of uh, out-of-the-box thinkers, a lot of them. That's cool. As far as, yeah, as far as gardening and how they're doing things, and they always have a new way of kind of looking mm-hmm. at your regular garden. So There's without a- using tons of chemicals, mm-hmm. which is nice. I mean, I like... Listen, I'm no like environmental nut, and I'm not into the whole global warming and all that. I, but I at the same time think that I find an interest in many of that. And so, if it happens to fall within that, that we can figure out a way of literally making uh, your car run off the grass, emo up out of your lawn, <sighs> fascinating cool. to me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I say that's all the power. Okay, one other personal thing I want to put in there as far as visiting. If you've never visited, I think the number one thing is heat. It's not as hot now when you go to the Flower and Garden as it is in the summer. I mean, I just think of that as many times as we were there in the summer, and it was so stinking hot. Just go during the Flower and Garden Festival. It's a nice thing, a nice event, all these extra things that are not normally there during the regular park hours throughout the year. Um, But again, the heat is better. The only other thing I would say is watch out for the crowds during spring breaks. Um, I don't know how to time that. Sometimes you can say, well, the majority of it. Look at the locals. Yeah, when they're on spring break in that area, uh, and don't go during that time. Okay, because they're they're catering to the locals right now in a lot of different ways as far as uh, uh, ticketing and stuff like that. They mm-hmm. have that four day pass that you can buy as a local. For it's one hundred and five dollars yeah. for four days, and so they're really catering to them. And so mm-hmm. yeah, you could find yourself in a real mess if you show up there. Okay, and I know a lot of public schools are have published what uh, calendars to give you an idea when stuff is. So I'm sure that you can find Florida stuff. I know around here in Ohio, we've got a lot of schools that are, everything's on uh, on the web, so you can look up that. So anyway, just okay. something more to give you a more enjoyable experience on your Walt Disney World vacation. So we've got more to it. Okay. Continue. All right. The last thing to hear that we're going to kind of cover is what's called the Flower Power Concert Series. And, of course, it is what it sounds like. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> like the flower children. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's too young even to remember this. But anyway, yep. uh, they have a lot of 60s and 70s entertainers. Uh, but I like these there. bands, believe it or not. I, listen, as much, a lot of these bands, as, much oh. as everybody thinks, oh, who wants to see 60s and 70s entertainers? If you want to see any of these people, get your butt in the seats soon because people will line up and you can't get a seat into the amphitheater. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, um, we've got some audio I'm going to play here in a minute. But I had to stand outside of the amphitheater, clear back at the back, and watch some of this uh, guy who we're about to play. Uh, do his music because there wasn't a seat in the amphitheater. Huh. So anyway, and a lot of you listen and may not even know who this guy is, and then some of you might. So you, anyway, anyway, what? I want to comment on your one note here. You say Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you've got times. I'm pretty sure that it happens during the week too. It's not only on weekends, even though you've only got these marked. 
Well, I don't know. I, yeah, this came straight from their website. So. Really? Yeah. I thought I saw a list somewhere else that in, included other times throughout the week. So, but anyway, you can go. Well, keep go an ahead. eye out if you happen to be there during the week. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because so, if this is what they're giving on their main site, then there's a chance you might get an opportunity to see. I don't know. I don't know because people stand out there and wait. And if, some, wait. if something's yeah. rumbling at the amphitheater, <laughs> people begin to line up. They don't even know what it is and yeah. they start to line up. Well, hey, it's cool. It's okay, so the, yeah. right, I'm going to read this. The Flower Power concerts are every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at 5.15 p.m., 6.30 p.m., and 7.45 p.m. And so I'm just going to give you uh, some of the uh, performers, the dates and performers. And performers. Yeah, and, and so, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. Uh, let's see here. Okay. March 5th uh, through the 7th is Jose Feliciano. And they give a song here, Light My Fire, from him. He also does Feliz Navidad. Oh, which yeah. Which is a real popular Christmas song. Mm -hmm. uh, so in case somebody might recognize him from that song and not Light My Fire. Anyway, he's been around forever. Uh, Paul River and the Raiders. I was kind of going to kick Revere. out of Revere. Paul Revere. Oh, yeah. Not Paul River. <laughs> Did I say River? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Paul Revere, Paul Revere and the Raiders. And Raiders. Yeah. They've been around forever. Good thing is. Well, of course, it's around. 60s and 70s it, music. I know. These are all well, around yeah, forever. Quiet. Quiet. <laughs> that's not forever for me because that's, that's like you saying I've been around is. forever. <laughs> You're a relic, man. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, let's see. March 19th through the 21st. Here we go. All you ladies out there, David Cassidy, I think you love you. Uh, I think I love you, and that's uh, David Cassidy from the Partridge family. Hmm. I heard this guy sing not long ago, and he still sounds he still sounds like he did when he was with the Partridge family. Well, hey, so that's good. Anyway, uh, March 26th to the 28th is Starship. and Great song. We yeah, built we this built city. city. Oh, that's a great song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway, so that, that is uh, with the original singer, not the original with Jefferson Airplane or Jefferson Starship, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, with just the Starship. Grace Slick's not there, everybody. So anyway, that's okay. It's still a good song. <laughs> I'm sure they have a woman that can back him up and sound just uh -huh. fine. So okay, April second through the fourth, Tony Orlando. Oh yeah. And if anybody remembers to Tony Orlando and Dawn, that's back when he did tie a yellow ribbon. He also has a lot of other hits and he does a lot of covers. Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about Tony Orlando, I've got some audio of him. He was in the park singing when I was there during Flower and Garden. And so have a listen to this. He Seven thirty. The next one starts at seven thirty. That's like forty minutes. No, hour and thirty minutes. Sit and listen to the dulcet tones of Tony Orlando. You enjoy Tony Orlando.
So that's uh, Tony Orlando. Yes, okay, good stuff. Cool. And so everybody should remember him. Anyway, April 9th through the 11th, you have Herman's Hermits starring Peter Noon. And uh, uh, their hit song was uh, I'm Henry the Eighth I Am. The song made me want to pull my hair out. But, uh, but for a, lot of, a people, lot of other music, too. That's what got them popular. And so. Peter Noon, though, is, is a really, really nice guy. I've heard him in radio, radio interviews. So I'm sure his interaction with the audience is going to be a lot more than what people might expect. Mm-hmm. April 16th through 18th, Ricky Nelson remembered featuring the Nelsons. Uh, can't live without your love and affection. The Nelsons, I believe, are the Nelson brothers. They actually, Nelsons, they, they're his sons, I believe. Oh. And they had they had mm-hmm. a hit in the 80s, I believe. So anyway, that was so long ago. That. April 23rd through the 25th, you have the Atlanta rhythm section. So into you, uh, they had a lot of hits during the late 70s and early 80s. So if you remember them great i'm sure they'll probably be a pretty good band fairly entertaining april 30th uh may 1st through the 2nd this one surprised me fran cosmo in case anybody doesn't know who he is he was a former lead singer of boston and good so stuff of course feature don't look back yeah this guy could have a really good band behind him. this could be the surprise show of the event i mm-hmm. think so hey. I would actually like to hear him, and I'd love to hear the audio from him. Oh, I would love to, too. I mean, okay. Mace, Boston's great stuff. Oh, so. yeah, Boston's. That could be one of the few hard rock acts, Yeah, I think. That they and you have there. to admit, if they if he's got these hit singles that were with Boston, you know he's going to be playing those. Even if he didn't necessarily write them. Featuring Don't do Look them. Back. I mean, that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. one of their bigger hits. Yeah, exactly. Okay. May 7th through the 9th, Davy Jones. Uh, in case somebody doesn't know who Davy Jones is, he was with the Monkees. Did you know that? No. Do you know who the monkeys are? Oh, yeah. Okay. I know who the monkeys are. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Okay. Daydream Believer, though, was his uh, the, the song that they have featured for him here, and that was his solo mm-hmm. song. Uh, May 14th through the 16th is Chubby Checker and the Wildcats. And, of course, Chubby Checker did the twist. And so that pretty much wraps up everybody and the dates and stuff when they're going to be there. And so we're not going to make it there this year. I wish I could. I would love to be able to hear yeah. any, especially Frank Cosmo. But anyway, anybody get out there, enjoy yourselves, enjoy the music. Your kids will have a blast with it, too. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's uh, pretty much wraps it up for the Flower and Garden stuff. Um, do you have any other comments you want to say anything about the Flower and Garden, whether tips uh, or anything? Tips. Let me see here. No, Make you know, just okay. watch out for those photo ops. The oh. chances that you have to take get the pictures. Opportunity. And, and mm-hmm. it's because it's, it's take the chances that you get because a lot of times it's really busy. And you can't even get your kids or yourself up there without other people being all around you. So when you have that opportunity, grasp it and get your pictures. There are so many things you'll be overwhelmed when you first get in there. So many things to see, hear, take photos of, take movies cool. of. So That's pretty awesome. It's really, really as, – I, I think Epcot is becoming this. It's a very busy place. Mm-hmm. And since it's so large, though, like in World Showcase, uh, yeah. everybody has their own venue that they'd like to mm-hmm. go to. Which is great, too. So they do a good job of having so many things going on all at the same time without you ever really hearing the other stuff Mm -hmm. uh, that it works really well. Yeah, I was going to say, Epcot is becoming – well, it's – 
in my well, it's not the biggest park square footage wise, but it can handle a lot more people than uh you know studios Hollywood Studios and the Magic Kingdom. And usually Magic Kingdom is the most popular, and it, it can easily become overcrowded, and then you're trying to whistle through people to get through stuff. No, but man, Epcot, the, Epcot just oh yeah, it's just uh, slamming. It's just, you can Especially go World and showcase it, is really yeah. catching on. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyway. The only thing that I do miss though in World Showcase. Uh, and that's because it's so busy now with live things going on, is there's not much music played through the well, system. And yeah. that's because cause you all the time have something live mm-hmm. going on over top of it. Yeah. So they don't really play a lot. But if you want music, you can get down into the other you know, spaces down in there. Yeah. And, uh, and you, you know, I'm going to say this. It's all about timing. It's when you walk through the parks. If you go through and you watch the... Uh, the list that tells you when the entertainment is happening, and we've covered that before, and we've got a we've got some recordings of a lot of other entertainment in the in the countries of World Showcase that we can play on later shows. But I think it's all in timing. If you get there at a certain amount of time, like I know when World Showcase first opens at 11 a.m., that's a perfect time to go through World Showcase, hear the music, and hear the stuff that's coming out. Just the different styles so as you walk from country to country. To go get grab a your Soren Fast Pass. Yeah. And, and then uh, take a walk track around. Fast Pass mm-hmm. or whatever, and then get up into World Showcase. Yeah. Yep. And stop in and take a look at the I'll countries the and take your time. I'm telling you, too, you know this. Go back into Canada. Yeah. I think Canada is fascinating mm-hmm. um, because of the waterfall and everything that's going on there. And uh, there's bonsai back in uh, Japan. Yeah. And incredible Japan. stuff. So well, even Japan if definitely I'm does su- it all up, though, too, for this, for, uh, for the uh, flower and garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Japan's pavilion itself yeah. has some things. Even China, too. The front part of the lily pads up there, they've got like a dragon sculpture yep. flower yep. thing. And um, Yeah, we've talked about this before. But, yeah, if you take your time and you go up explore, you can really get your – just be astounded at what is there, especially even during these events like the Flower and Garden. So, anyway, okay, that wraps up our segment, and we'll be back in a second to finish up the show. Okay, that wraps up show. What, what number are we? Ninety-seven. So let's. Now would be a good time. Let's announce what we're doing for show one hundred. We are not completely dialogued with our script and everything, but we will be that's on. One, that's a nice way of saying this could be a complete train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna release an audio show for that for that day in show one hundred, which is in three weeks. But we will be video so you're gonna get to see us on video we'll probably we're gonna try to do something fun where you're actually we're on location of some place to visit that is some place to stop another one of those out of the way places that maybe you've never heard of um hopefully if the weather gets nicer we'll do it here soon and then we'll have enough time to edit and produce it a little better um i don't know how long the show will be we'll definitely have a, a normal audio show that will be that audio from the video to go along with it but anyway keep watching out for that if you have any suggestions suggestions or i don't know anything to do with the video that you want us to add in to make it more fun we can um, but for sure that's show 100 so far so, so yeah yeah prepare yourself prepare yourself <laughs> doug's real nervous he thinks we're gonna like freak everybody out and no one's gonna yeah. listen anymore yeah <laughs> well, as long as we don't show them us anymore then they'll be fine i guess it's true yeah. well it, please accept comments after the video too we want to know <laughs> doug's nose is keep uh, a bucket with Adam's you while you're watching <laughs> yeah really 
Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, yeah, while some of the information is available right there on DisneyWorld.com, we gave in our personal opinion, and it gave a little bit of feel for what it's like to go and why you should go to, if you get a chance to go to the Flower and Garden and take a chance to it's cool weather. take advantage of the opportunity Honestly, of the weather, weather and just the festivities that are there and just i don't know it might we've said this a million times disney's way of doing things is just so there it's awesome yeah. and it's done right it's so. always over the top definitely mm-hmm. okay well thanks so much for listening any more comments? No. Good to go? Yeah. I'm going, Ready to go back and plow some snow? No, I'm done with that. <laughs> done with that for now. <laughs> All right, everybody have a great week. See ya. Stay warm. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music. All This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. Check. <laughs> okay, I think we're Are we back? Yeah. Okay. All right, so we... Okay. We, <laughs> All right, uh, April 9th through the 11th? What? Well, eh? whatever. Oh. I'll, I'll just start over where we... Uh, we just heard the clip. Oh, okay. That's where All it is. Okay. Right. Sounds like my rockin's playing again. You don't go more rockin' once, you go more rockin' twice.